everybody. Welcome to this month's edition of the Female Film Critics Panel. And it's so much fun. I love doing this every month where we bring female content creators together. And we share our experiences. And I'm very excited about the panel that I have with us today. And uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And today I have Young Chavez here. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. And <laughs> Michaela at uh, Movies with Michaela is here. Hi, guys. <laughs> yes. Thank you both so much for joining uh, us and uh, sharing your experiences. I just love doing this so much. Uh, and what I'd like you to each do is just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got started uh, creating your content that you that you do. Uh, so why don't you go Young first? Um, I'm Young Chavez. I'm from ABS-CBN News. Um, ABS-CBN News is a, a it started in the Philippines uh, and it's still primarily a uh, uh, a Philippine-based um, news outlet, but it's gone global for about more than 20 years uh, ago now, and I am the Hollywood correspondent. Um, it's um, it's a niche that I created for myself just because I love movies, and I'm more into doing um, features than I am of covering um murders which I did uh and and all the other things that's how I started in this I you know it's it's uh the beat was primarily uh southern California so anything that's Filipino related because I'm from the Filipino channel um I covered and so there are a lot of uh uh things that I my heart couldn't take anymore so I'm like I'm gonna go where it's 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 better for myself and and also I feel like I could contribute more and and you know just kind of support our talents that are um there since their stories are underrepresented and and not told a lot. So did you grow up in uh in Southern California? Oh, I I grew up in the Philippines, but in I moved Philippines. here uh, in two thousand. Uh, I moved, we moved my my family moved to Guam, uh, which is U.S. territory uh in 96 and then moved here uh in 2000 and i worked so many you know like a, a new immigrant i worked so many different jobs before uh i got to do what i needed to do my um my one of my funniest um anecdotes was that i i used to work at a bake shop in in hollywood um and one of my regular customers is uh, Patricia Arquette because she wow. she, she uh, loved the uh, purple yam cake that we specialize in our in our bake shop, and um, and so you know I, I used to sell her and then uh, when I covered the SAG Awards <laughs> she was a nominee and so she came up on the red carpet and I'm like Patricia you won't remember me but I used to sell you purple yam cake at red it's like red ribbon yes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's nice. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's great. Uh, well, what about you, Michaela? How did you get started on YouTube with your channel? Yeah. So about now a year and a half ago, um, I got really into watching reviews and watching movie reactions, trailer reactions, all that kind of stuff. And I've always been into movies. Like uh, it's such a big part of my family since I was a child, like I was, I would always be able to sit through a movie, even like at two years old, like I was always into it. And my family would always like debate about them. We would review them ourselves like to each other. And then during quarantine, um, I, I was just sitting there. I'm like, I feel like I can do this. And, you know, had lots of time on my hands and I'm like, I want to do this. So I just took that leap and I've been loving it ever since. I mean, there's, opportunities I mean look at me right now like I never thought I'd be talking to like professionals like yourself so this is awesome and yeah it's it's going great and you started your channel kind of right in sort of the the thick of of quarantine was that yeah. kind of part of what inspired you yeah yeah like yeah. I said it was just a lot of time in my hands watching a lot of things um brushing up on shows that I like haven't watched and yeah, and I really got into the trailer reactions too. That's what kind of made my like channel grow like it did. But yeah, the quarantine really helped with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm curious uh, for Young, uh, when you when you cover the Filipino content, do you feel mm -hmm. like you are correcting a lot of stereotypes? Is that something that's frustrating for you or something that you kind of like being the person that can help help the, the, do that 
the thing about that is that um it's 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 become it's only recently that there are more opportunities for um filipino american filipino canadian um talents in in hollywood uh that was something that uh that was so frustrating and then the very the rare ones that they get cast or they get hired it's once they um they go to a certain level it's so difficult to get to them because of the gatekeepers <laughs> the publicists who um who want to offer them not to minority media or minority outlets or um it's it's i've had a lot of um of experiences like that it's only now really that I guess uh, a lot of them because of and I, I have to give a lot of credit uh, to the Black Lives Matter movement because um, it has really put a spotlight on um, underrepresented groups and you know like the saying you know all, all votes rise so when some things that are unfair in Hollywood are, are brought to light then uh, the casting was also um, tackled, you know, the lack of uh, people of color, Asians uh, in, in projects. And, and then for me, uh, being able to um, tell the stories of the, uh, of the talents that get cast uh, or get hired, that has been my, my mission, uh, but it's been very difficult. Um, you know, I've, I've told this story a lot of times, one of the most painful thing for me was, um, you know, the, the assassination of Gianni Versace. That's the series, right? Um, with Darren Chris, and Darren Chris is is Filipino American. Uh, his his mom is Filipino, born and raised. Uh, and so he, when he when he and I knew him from from interviewing him from from several things. Um, and he's because he's, he's very uh, he's very attached to his Filipino identity as well. And he always says that I may look white, but you know I I know that <laughs> I know who I am, and and that I am Filipino American. And so uh, for that, I tried to get into their premiere um, because it's it's a Filipino American story that he is the star. And they have several stars in that show. Uh, John John Briones uh, plays Darren's father. Uh, there are several supporting characters that are there. And I asked and asked and asked, and they wouldn't let me. It's so it's 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 one of those things. And and what was so um, even egregious about that was that I I ran into Darren uh, at an award show. And I said I couldn't I couldn't cover your your show because they wouldn't let me. And he said what? And so he he said can can you show me the and then I showed him the email and then he he responded right there and then to the email said hi this is Darren I then you know uh, he he um he basically just said I I think that the all needs to be there because it's a Filipino story and we need to be represented. And so surprising to me when you have. When you're a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press and the uh, the Hollywood Critics Association, you think that that because I, I only and that's the reason why I applied for membership uh, mm -hmm. last year because I'm only a member uh, last year, mm. uh, and it was but prior to that it, it was so difficult to get these things over. You know, it took a lot of years before. I was able to even get an email be responded to it's so it's it's very difficult but you know yeah. it's it's but looking back at it now um i'm realizing that you know these are things that i needed to get through you know and, and now i appreciate uh, anything that comes my way and i yeah. don't take it lightly you know anything that uh comes our way but it's but it's sad too, and we talk about that on Twitter a lot with the other, uh, with with the other journalists who, who are uh, not given the access that they need for the talents in their community, um, and it's it's an ongoing issue, and I hope that it'll be addressed soon because it's it's just frustrating because you just want to help also to promote right, well, and especially <laughs> as things have become more open because uh -huh. of the pandemic, that with virtual junkets and things like that, that there really is no excuse to not including 
yeah. uh, people of color anymore, especially when it's a film involving their their ethnicity. I it's just there's no there's no reason. And and what, what the and the the uh, what 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 you call it the thing that really uh, put a, a ribbon to that whole story about to that story is that. Uh, at the SAG Awards where Darren became the first Filipino-American to win uh, Best Actor. Uh, I was the one, I, you know, I was, I was in the backstage and I asked him, you know, what it meant for him to be that, to be the first. And yeah. my question was the one that was used by every wire network, even though they're not showing the, the, the you know, the image of the journalist. It was my voice. It was on Hollywood Reporter. It was in every uh, video that they showed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it's but you know those are the things those are mm-hmm. uh the things that we go through but people don't know that what we have to go through in order to get access it's difficult it's it's very difficult uh so Michaela I noticed that you cover a lot of superhero content and that can be yeah. pretty dicey we'll talk about unpopular opinions <laughs> coming up but uh but yeah uh, <laughs> Um, how has oh, that no. <laughs> been for you? How do you feel about uh, about covering all these superhero properties? You know what, for me, I think that's where I feel the most comfortable because that's like, I grew up with the comics and the cartoon shows. So seeing all these characters like get live action movies, like I'm really into that. But like you said, you throw one opinion out there and like people just attack it. Yeah. <laughs> so even for example, like being a woman, I really like seeing the female superheroes getting their time to shine and getting their own solo movies. And there's some people out there that don't see the good in them. And I always try to be optimistic with them. Like I love Wonder Woman. I, I liked Captain Marvel. But like you said, it might be seen as an unpopular opinion, but I think the representation is like it's needed and I like it. I think little girls, little boys, I think it's important that they see that. I would have liked that when I was a kid. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I mean, I love Wonder Woman so much and mm. I enjoyed Captain Marvel. I, obviously it has flaws, most movies yeah. do, but I feel like these female superhero movies have to be like perfect in order for right? them to, yeah. like they, they're held to such like a high standard that I, like even the, um uh, the female Avengers scene in Avengers Endgame. I feel like yeah. we've seen a million scenes like that in uh, with, uh, you know, sort of male superheroes yeah, that, course. you know, are just kind of fun. And, but it, it has to be this like perfectly executed scene mm-hmm. in order for it to not be criticized uh, in, a, and I mean, and heaven forbid you actually don't like a popular superhero movie then you <laughs> yeah oh it's yeah brutal. <laughs> God, the, uh, it's savage, yeah, it's savage. <laughs> for real <laughs> the comments are just uh it gives me nightmares sometimes it gives me like secondhand pain when, when i'm like oh my god this poor person <laughs> yeah uh the whole reason i started this series was because i had an unpopular opinion about shazam and i was the first female critic on Rotten Tomatoes to give a negative review for it and it was that pretty it was rough oh yeah I can imagine (laughs) oh no yeah death threats the whole ridiculous it was crazy and it you try to have it not rattle you but it's hard oh it Uh, is yep it's when it actually happens to you at least for me it it's it was tough and uh so that's why I started this because I just needed that like I needed that camaraderie and to know that mm-hmm. I wasn't alone and mm-hmm. it's been a great, it's been a great experience. Uh, but, uh, but it's, it's challenging. And I was curious, uh, young, what would you say is one of the best films for mm-hmm. Filipino representation that you think is just a really great movie for now? You know what? Right now we haven't, I don't think we have, uh, the one that I really, Here's the thing, uh, Rachel. I love rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. 
that, those are the things that are if you ask me you know i'm like rachel in in friends where I, well i'd say this highfalutin movie you know just to say because i'm a member of all this critics uh, organization and but then deep inside my favorite movie is mr wonderful and um while you were sleeping so <laughs> those are my comfort movies but uh, in terms of um, recently, you know, at Sundance, there is a movie called Leonor Will Never Die, and it won um, it won an award. It won a special jury prize for its innovative spirit. And I was very proud of that watching it. I know that it's not going to land with with a general with a general public. I mean, to be to be honest, uh, I know that it's 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 too out there. It, there it's genre bending. So and it's not it's something that you would because, uh, you know, audiences have a, a particular expectation about what Asian cinema, cinema is because of the you know popularity of, uh, let's say, the Korean um, mm -hmm. cinema. And, and this one was really uh, different. And so I'm, I'm really proud of that right now. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of my uh, things that I would recommend. I also would like to recommend uh, several documentaries about uh, what's happening in, in, in the Philippines, uh, you know, the political things there are, are really messy. And so uh, the political, the, the documentaries are some of the great ones that are, that I hope will, will get more shine because uh, it's, it's, it's important for the world to find out what's happening in, in other places in the world. Sorry. Yeah, Mike. definitely. And um, what was the name of that one? Uh, the Sundance one? Uh, Lenore will never die. Okay. Yeah. I was, that's the one where she's writing the comic book she's a superhero yeah, well, what happens well she is a, a she was a screenwriter and she she had this uh, unfinished uh, screenplay uh this uh, older woman and uh, grandma and and she is just she had uh dementia and so you know like going in and out and uh what happened is she got into the the what she was writing essentially she became she became a character in uh, so it's a film within a film yeah uh, I, but there there are just so many things that I never expected would happen happen and then the the actual director and uh, like staff of crew of the film became a part of this film so wow. you know, so yeah it's it's yeah. really it's 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 something that i would recommend that you guys see with an open mind yeah it's the kind of sundance film that yes that probably won't get much of a premiere you uh -huh. may never ever get to see again that's those are the sort of the joys of sundance when you find because the premieres you're gonna get to see it's sometimes even the same like month of sundance uh, but then you find these these quirky usually international films that you may never see again and so you take the advantage of sundance to see it uh but yeah that was definitely very quirky for sure uh, one thing i wanted to tell you about especially if you love rom-coms is last year on hallmark channel they had a film called right in front of me I don't know if you heard about it. Did you Marco hear about Grazzini. it? Yeah, I, I interviewed uh, Marco Grazzini. I'm telling oh, you, there's a Filipino in, in a movie or I'm sure I will <laughs> hunt them down. Because I think <laughs> both leads in that, Janelle Parrish yes. and Marco Grazzini are yeah. both part Filipino. No, Janelle is actually, uh, she's Asian, but she's not Filipino. Okay, Marco, okay. But Marco is, uh, yeah. he's become a, a friend of mine. He's also in another rom-com. Um, in the movie, they he's a chef and he cooks all this this Filipino food. <laughs> yeah, he, like he actually cooks in in real life, so it, it's great. That, that is a that is a great representation in a rom com. So mm -hmm. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, so, mm -hmm. Mikhail, what did you think of like 2021? You're covering it. You're covering the movies. What did your overall, what were some of your highs and lows that you had? Oh, from okay. The, I know, so, tough question. I know there was so many, um, <laughs> for sure highs. I mean, I love musicals too. I love the superheroes, but musicals are also my uh, go-to. So Tick, Tick, Boom, definitely. Woo! Uh, yes. <laughs> I love Tick, Tick, Boom so it. much. Loved it. And I watched it kind of late. I think I watched it a couple of weeks ago, actually. And I was like, wow, I didn't think I could love Andrew Garfield more, but 
<laughs> but yeah. yeah, so Tick Tick Boom, West Side Story, I also loved. I don't know. Did you guys, what did you think of West Side Story? Yeah, both of those. I mean, yeah. Tick Tick Boom was my favorite movie of the year. I, I, I liked it so much. The last, last month's female film critic panel was mm -hmm. just about tick, tick, boom. It was just me and my friends. Yes. I saw that. <laughs> you, you know, what, what happens uh, in the house is that as soon as uh, I start talking, my husband's like, okay, should I play tick, tick, boom uh, <laughs> in the background? Because he knows that I would, that is my automatic thing. I would just play it. And, you know, I've, uh, uh, I've, I've had a chance to speak with Andrew um oh, wow. and, and i told him you know i've watched it uh, an embarrassing amount of time already yeah. <laughs> i can't wait to watch it again <laughs> yeah, i know it's just so good and that's why i'm so mad at bafta did not nominate it I, so I noticed i i felt yeah the same i mean i just loved it, happened it. There. it, it you know just uh, so what do you think happened there? i mean him being british did that uh did, <laughs> were they being very british and like okay we're not gonna nominate our own you know i think it's awards it's just when, when by the time this airs we will have already gotten the oscar <laughs> nominations out and i'm sure there will be a million face palms Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like nervous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like this year, especially I, there's really only two, three, there's three that are, uh, that I, in my top 20 that are in the like contenders, most of the other ones I gave like positive reviews, but I'm, I just don't really care that much about, uh, yeah. but I love tick, tick, boom. Uh, I mean, when you're not as far as best picture, I mean, I would love for someone like Encanto or, you know, mm -hmm. or um, Mitchell Roos Machines to be in the best picture discussion, but it's, it's almost impossible unless it's a Pixar movie, yeah. then maybe yeah. it might get considered. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, the animation for some reason very rarely makes that best picture top 10. Uh, but, you know, I loved Come On, Come On. Uh, you know, that's probably more of a long shot, but I thought that was great. I, I loved West Side Story. I think in some Thank ways, you. I think it's actually an improvement upon the, uh, the original film. I, agree. Um, mm -hmm. I think they have better chemistry. I think the singing is pretty much across the board better yeah. uh, than this, because the singing was all dubbed in the original and dubbed well, but it doesn't sound like them singing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that there's actually some things that I prefer about it than the original. Mm -hmm. uh, Me too. And so it was, it was really great. And, but yeah, there's just so many movies that I loved that I'm sure we'll get ignored. Yeah. I'm so Academy. sad that in the Heights is not in the conversation. I know. Too. I, love I know. Me too. I felt people were extremely tough on that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there's I, things I like guess, you know, it's a valid, uh, it's, it's a valid criticism of a valid issue. Uh, but it just killed it uh, in so many ways. Um, and it just, it's heartbreaking because mm -hmm. uh, so many uh, underrepresented people in, in that movie uh, yeah. that are involved in that movie also suffered. So yeah. And Coda, Coda is another that I love that mm -hmm. is in the contention kind of in the, in the space, but uh, I loved Flea. I would be very happy if Flea uh was uh included in as many categories as yeah it could be i'm afraid that people won't vote for it for animated film because they think that international or documentary will cover it but the documentary branch is super lame and they they, they seem to always get it wrong in my opinion so <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't put any uh any stock in that uh but one other movie I absolutely loved that uh, that a lot of people wouldn't think of certainly wouldn't be an awards contender, but I loved Single All the Way from Netflix last year. I never checked that out. Did you get a chance to see that? Uh, yeah, the one with um, um, Michael Yuri. Michael Yuri, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love so... Love Hard. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> that's the one that I, I watched uh, all the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just thought it was such a joyous movie. And we had the previous year, we had The Happiest Season, mm -hmm. which I didn't, I, I, I liked it, 
but like it was so negative as far as the feeling of the family and just a lot of it felt very negative to me whereas this just felt so like joyful which is just what you want at christmas yeah i i loved that movie so much and jennifer coolidge she plays (laughs) she plays the fairy godmother in the local nativity (laughs) (laughs) i gotta check that out (laughs) yeah you got it it's really good you know one thing that's also not in conversation that um, we nominated it uh, for the Golden Globes is uh, My Son in Mad, which is, um, mm-hmm. it's an animated film, but it's about, uh, and it's 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 written, it, the director is a, a Czech, and she, the, the what happens is that uh, the, it, it's about this Czech woman who falls in love with an Afghan man and then uh, they go to Afghanistan, and that was a time when uh, in the, it's the in Taliban. like the two thousands, right? Uh, no, it's 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 this it's qualified for this year. We nominated. No, it. I mean it's set in the past, right? With uh, the Taliban. No, just recently also because when Taliban is leaving, and 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 when they when they left, actually, when they left uh, the the country, that's where it's the. It happened. It happened. So she's been a felt, while since I saw it. It was last summer. So she, so she felt safe being there, and then, and then when they when they came back in power, and, and where they are now, they're now back in power. So, I thought for an animated film, especially, you know, it has it has some very very moving as well as um, disturbing scenes. Yeah. That um, that really got to me, and. Yeah. Uh, I, I love speaking with the with the director. We had a press conference with her, and she and I I that movie left an impression on me, and I hope that more people saw it. But you know, because it's foreign um, and it's non English, people are not so. But I yeah. hope you know with Netflix now, a lot of uh, films and net TV shows and Netflix are in in foreign language now. So I I think that there's a shift. It's uh, it's getting there. Yeah. Um, Kayla, what are you? What did you think was something that was underrated that you you enjoyed that you think maybe did get enough love in 2021? Yeah. Ooh. Um. I mean, I always have to go back to my Disney roots. I really loved Cruella, and I know a lot of people like talked about it, but like I thought Emma Stone's performance was so good, and um, I like that it was like a reimagining, like a new story being told, not just like a remake of 101 Dalmatians. So I really liked that. Um, yeah, if I had to yeah. say to Disney what path to go on, to go the Lion King 2019 path or the Cruella path, I'm saying go Cruella all yes. day, every day. I mean, it had its flaws. It wasn't perfect, but yeah, at least it was trying to do something It's a new fresh. story. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Something different, yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it way better than Milan. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> to me it was just like like it was forgettable. Like I don't <laughs> I I'm so sad about that. You know, that is one of the last films that I that we saw before the shutdowns. And you went to the red carpet? Uh, that is my last red carpet because I really? cover a lot of this because uh I, I also cover for the Philippines, not just the, the domestic, uh, but for, for the Philippines, so I cover it for a whole country. In order to get access, you have to cover for a whole country. <laughs> so uh, I, um, I I was there and it was my last one. And so when I saw it, I'm like, oh no, what is this? <laughs> it, it that had to be the last one. one. <laughs> I guess, you know, I was such a huge fan as we all are of yes. uh, the animated one. Right. And it's, I feel like it's even gotten better with age because it was kind of, it, it was put out during that Disney Renaissance where everything was so great that I feel like it kind of maybe got a little bit lost in the shuffle. And then now we've revisited it and it has interesting things to say about gender. And, uh, and you know, there's definitely cringy parts like the ancestors. It's not the best and there's you know, some other <laughs> yeah. things, but overall, I, I really love it. It's, uh, it's really great. Some that I really enjoyed last year. Uh, I absolutely loved the animated short before Raya called Us Again. Yes. I thought it was one of the most powerful pieces of filmmaking I saw all year, even though it was wow. short. I just, mm-hmm. 
absolutely loved it. It was so beautiful and I loved the music and I loved the dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was one of my favorites. Um, I also loved a little movie called Together Together. And this is oh, when I, I saw that. it was so good, right? Uh, um, Ed Helms, right? Yep. And he plays a man who decides that he wants to have a child. And so he gets a, a surrogate gestational carrier uh, and played by uh, Patty Harrison. And uh, it's just about their friendship. And it's so unusual to have a movie about a platonic friendship yeah. uh, and even more to have a man who's wanting to have a child is just an unusual dynamic and i loved it i thought it was great that was one of my favorites i also harrison yeah yeah she uh she was great and i mean i didn't even know that she is trans Um, yeah which i feel like that's that's great i mean you cast the right person for the role and it doesn't matter if if they if they are the right person she absolutely was Mm -hmm. um another one that i really loved uh that gets didn't didn't get a ton of love is dream horse uh with uh, tony collette um true story about this group she she decides to get a racing horse and then like her and probably a dozen or so people from her town um this is in wales uh work together going out in a together and it's just a very crowd-pleasing, emotional, mm-hmm. satisfying movie that was under the radar. I highly recommend. It was great. Yeah, I never heard of that. I, yeah. I'm gonna, I, it's actually on my watches. I think it's on. Uh, it's either on Hulu or uh, Amazon Prime. One of those. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, one of those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are some of my favorites. I also uh, really liked Out of Tiff, I think, last year, a movie called Violet. Um, and this uh, uh, stars Olivia Munn as this woman oh, who works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She works for this production, uh, film production company, and she has this horrible boss. And uh, one day she kind of she wakes up and she starts hearing a voice in her head. It's just a throw, telling her what she should do and <laughs> what choices she should make. And mm-hmm. I just really liked it. it and, and you actually see the, her thoughts on the screen written out in her penmanship. And it's definitely the kind of movie that you'll either kind of go with mm-hmm. or you, you won't, it won't work. But I, I, I thought it was, it was good. And Luke Bracey, he is a very beautiful man. So that was fun. <laughs> and what's that one called? That one's called Violet. Violet. And I don't know where you can get that yet, but uh, keep an eye out for it. Yeah, I, yeah, for I sure. enjoyed it. But, uh, but yeah, so those were some uh, in the year. And it was an interesting year because we had all of the stuff that had been delayed. Yes. And we had, you know, new stuff. And so it was just, and so this year I feel like is already feeling really slow. Like there's, it feels like hardly things coming out because we were so spoiled last year. That's true. We have like three major musicals last year right yes well yeah oh, and then well, Cyrano Cyrano finally will come out in mm-hmm. uh, February I guess and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what they've totally messed that whole the that whole movie there <laughs> what I don't know what they're doing they could have yeah. built so much momentum and really like this there's the songs in Cyrano could be we don't talk about Bruno it could be <laughs> you know if they had done it right but they didn't it's not it's I, it, it's it's so weird the way that they marketing they're they're marketing that yeah it's a disservice to the uh, <laughs> performances that are great yeah well one question that i always ask is uh is it important to you when you're looking for film criticism to find female voices female critics uh or is a review review it you know it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, what do you think, Mikhail, about that? I think totally. We need to have the female voices, and we need to know it's female voices. Because I remember, I was actually watching one of your other uh, female talks, um, and it's like the movies aren't made. If a movie's made for the females, like we need to see that perspective, and for anybody, like whether it's people of color, like. Um, 
what's an example i mean we talked about the superhero movies before like i want to see a strong a strong female character and that makes me feel empowered but mm -hmm. like we said like a white man might just be like <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna pick this this and this apart so i think definitely um having the different perspectives and representations like we need to see that we need to be in there um there needs to be a face of the name and yeah what are you thinking young about that? Uh, definitely, because I hate how uh, male critics are so dismissive of love stories and and romance movies, and I hate how they um, you, they they dismiss them so uh, unfairly. Um, it's not it's like automatic to them to like dismiss if if it's romantic of or if it's rom com, they just out of hand. Uh, put them in this box of okay you're you're just that category yeah. when you know that there are there are great love stories there are great uh romance movies uh, that are that needs also to be reviewed in, you know in, in a way that they review the other films yeah i mean men and women are not this we're not the same we're different we have different experiences and it's important to have critics that acknowledge that and not that all female critics are going to think the same of course they're not yeah. but you just need to have voices involved in the yeah. conversation yeah, yeah that, that's why you know the critics uh, female critics cannot be all things to all people right. in the same way that male critics cannot do that as well even though they sometimes act like it right yeah i agree uh well let's talk a little bit about unpopular opinions and I know, you, uh, Young, you don't do as many reviews, but if you have one, you can share. Um, you know, I, I recently, just in covering Sundance, I, for some reason this year, I felt like I just had a lot of unpopular opinions. Uh, and I didn't love Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which was a big darling of the festival. I didn't hate it, but I just felt like I didn't like the ending. I didn't like where they left off. I won't spoil it, but I didn't like where they left off Dakota Johnson's character that left to me with a very sour taste in my mouth. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I left frustrated by the movie and I get why people are so loving it because he's super charming and I get it, but I didn't, I didn't agree. So, <laughs> and that's always an interesting uh, interesting experience and part of the Sundance experience. I feel like every year there's one where I'm like, like I, last year I didn't love passing and a lot of people love that movie and I see why, but it wasn't my favorite. Uh, there's, it just seems like there's always one like that every year at Sundance and it's an experience. Uh, but, uh, Sundance is a Leo Grant. Yeah. What, a, what about you, Michaela? Uh, what's an unpopular opinion you thought of? I mean, the first one that would come to my mind, and I don't even know if it would be unpopular, but I recently watched all the Matrix movies for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I, I kind of understood the hype, but especially with the second and the third one, I was not feeling it. And I don't know if there's a big fandom with that. And I was just like, oh, okay. But so there's that. Another one, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. Okay, that's, everyone knows that. And I really love the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Those are the ones that kind of made me into the fan that I am. And if you guys know, people don't really like those movies. There's a lot of people that don't, and they're very vocal about that. Um, I think there's more appreciation for them now after No Way Home, but but yeah, that was always an unpopular opinion. I was always scared to say that like he was my favorite Spider-Man, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, you feel like you're you're getting vindicated now. Yeah, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one, uh, one I thought of was also the movie, uh, I don't know how unpopular opinion is, but the movie, The Glass Castle, I really, really disliked that movie a lot. <laughs> I don't do rants very much on my channel, but I did one for that because it just made me so upset. Uh, the way that they, I felt like they were lionizing this absolutely toxic, abusive father. And like at the end, they're, they're 
they're toasting to him and it made me very upset and I understand it's based on the book and her experiences but uh, that's not a good enough excuse to me to be doing that and mm -hmm. I just I just kept getting more and more angry as I watched it and uh yeah <laughs> that was one <laughs> I love um, the book but I never got a chance to see the movie now I'm never gonna <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was not for me. Uh, I guess you could say it was triggering. Um, that was, but um, one that I really loved more than most people, it seems like, was uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, uh, I love that too. That was one that I think most people it seemed like were kind of meant on. You know, just didn't didn't seem to love it. I absolutely loved it. I loved the songs. I loved the you know triple little light fantastic sequence was so great and mm -hmm. I, I don't know I, I just thought it was sweet and a worthy follow-up to the original in my opinion yeah uh, sure. and it did its own thing kind of like with Cruella like it wasn't a yes. copycat of the original had its own new songs own new choreography uh, I, you know I loved Emily Blunt uh, yeah, even she brought her own little spin mm -hmm. to Mary Poppins like she wasn't just doing like a parody like you know what I mean yeah yeah so I don't know what people were expecting or what they could have done that would have I don't know made people like it more but I I just really really enjoyed it uh but what about you Ang? do you have anything like that 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 you kind of had an unpopular I, I was I was thinking about it and I'm sure I do but I kind of tend to forget <laughs> them as soon as possible I know that there there are there are things that I uh, like that did not have a lot of you know love like I love uh Halle Berry's performance in Bruce um oh yeah I haven't seen it I, I, I and I know that not a lot of people talked about it um what is it again uh, Bruce uh, in Halle Berry in Bruce. I love. Oh, the right, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I heard that was good. Um, yeah, and um, also, you know, you asked before about you know the work that I'm proud of. My recent one with the the costume designer for um, Respect, who is Clint Ramos, and he's not get he's not getting any and and he's uh, Filipino, and you know I'm I was gonna cover him even if he isn't, but he he was just not given the the his flowers for the work that he did for respect and mm -hmm. i think that is because also of the overall you know uh snub really? of yeah, the, the film. movie um which is sad because i feel like when people have chosen their horses they don't want to get any more other horses in the mix right no it's true they're sort of your selected contenders and that's the only ones that kind of get talked about and yeah. every once in a while there'll be something that gets you know popped in there that people are like where did that come from <laughs> yeah. but uh, not very often unfortunately yeah that is uh, that and and this is my first year really of you know getting some behind the scenes look mm -hmm. at how the sausage is made in terms of awards giving and it is an awakening. I'm like, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I had no idea that this is what goes on, you know, like uh, all the campaigning too uh, of, uh, of certain studios, um, you know, some are more, more active than others, I would say active. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking, how did they get my email? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like all this is, it's like every day, it's nonstop that you get some for your consideration email. I'm like, okay, I get you already. I get it. But, and it's just sad that uh, other, you know, films do not have that capability or they do not have uh, the team that yeah. can do yeah. something like that. So that is, that is what's sad. That's why I like when, certain critics champion, you know, certain, certain films and because that's how they get put in the radar mm -hmm. of uh, others who, are, who love films or that who may be able to vote at the awards. Michaela, what about you? What's something that you've done that you feel proud of you, whether it's a video or, or something that you created? Honestly, I mean, I could be broad and just say the YouTube channel in general, because it's something I never thought like 
I, I would do, like I was always consider myself shy. And so doing this was such a big step for me and I'm, I'm really proud of myself, but to be more small about it, I think my movie reaction videos. So I did Jurassic Park and I actually just finished editing my Eternals one and it's scheduled to come out tomorrow. Um, and they take a long time to edit. And they also, you have to keep in mind like copyright issues. So um, I'm proud of those. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing Congrats. compared to what you guys do. <laughs> oh, it's great at all. It's uh, it's a great feeling when you uh, when you get that video uh, and you feel like it all came together and you were able to yeah. like you work really hard and so I understand. I mean, my YouTube channel uh, then just my regular YouTube channel is pretty small, so I understand. I understand. Uh, I you know for me, uh, I I think it's a really great feeling when you can give uh, these small content creators a little bit of uh, a moment in whatever sun that you have you know and um in uh in this last christmas there was a movie called see you next christmas which was made by director christine weatherup and she wrote and directed it and she shot the whole thing in her apartment and wow. <laughs> i i happened to get an email about it and i get so many emails but because this one was christmas related i was like ooh maybe i'll check that out and usually these well i would say usually but a lot of times these kind of one man you know sh things just don't end up actually being all that good but which is unfortunate uh, but i watched it and i was like this is really good it's well written it's funny it's got good chemistry it's it's about friendship uh, it's it's obviously labor of love, low budget. But uh, so I reached out to her and I got to interview her and, uh, and sort of promote the film and ended up being in my top 10 non-Hallmark Christmas for the year. Uh, and I, uh, it was just a cool feeling to have mm -hmm. it when I, when I sent her the episode where I had her in my, had it in my top 10, she was like, you totally made my day. Thank you so much. And when you can do that for somebody, it's, it just feels good. It's, it's a, it's a nice thing. So that's one that I, you know, I'm proud of another one that I'm very proud of was this was in 2020. There was a movie called words on bathroom walls. Mm -hmm. And if you heard yeah. of that movie, yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was really good, but I was writing my review and I said, I know nothing, admittedly nothing about schizophrenia. I have no idea if this movie is like empowering or if it's insult. I, I just don't know. I don't know. And so I said, if you, if you have schizophrenia or if you somebody in your family, if you want to reach out to me, I would love to hear what you have to say. Cause I just don't know. And anyway, uh, this young man reached out to me, actually emailed me and said how much he liked my review and how much he loved the movie. So then I ended up having him on the podcast and we talked yeah. all about it and it was just a really great experience and then the director tor frudenthal he heard our episode and then he ended up coming on and wow. so then we talked about it and it was just so cool it was so great and made me feel like oh maybe i'm actually doing something that helps yeah. somebody uh you Amazing. know you write these things and you're like does anybody even read them <laughs> No, no that was that was a good one sometimes yeah. you really don't know who, who sees the things that you do mm -hmm. yeah uh and it can be easy to sort of focus on those views and those numbers and yeah. uh and be frustrated especially when garbage content gets you know tons and tons mm -hmm. it can be discouraging but when you have those moments where with just the one person that it actually helps it it it's uh it makes it all worth it yeah yeah, and yeah, it's so nice to hear even like getting a notification sometimes I have a little part of me that gets a little nervous I'm like, I hope it's not negative I, I don't know but then even just a little shout out to say like great video or yeah. you know, see what work you put into that things like that it just it makes you feel good and yeah <laughs> I agree I agree well thank you both so much for coming on this was great I really enjoyed the discussion and getting to meet both of you this was really fun and uh, so why don't you share each share where people can find you and your content where you young go first well you can find me on twitter young chavez la uh and my 
my I pretty much link to them, but uh, on on my bio. But my my reports go out to ABS-CBN News and TFC, and also now uh, the Golden Globes website. I started writing um, my very first one actually. Of course, I have to to write my my uh, someone that I'm proud of, uh, who's also Filipino, the costume designer of respect, uh, Clint Ramos. I'm so proud of that uh, article that came out the other day because we talked about, you know, the the experiences that he had on Broadway. So I'm 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 just bubbling now again. I can't stop talking about the people that I <laughs> I love when they're they're successful. I love yeah. telling those stories. And so that's it. You, I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm I'm also on Instagram, Young Chavez. That's it. Great. And uh, what about you, Michaela? So yeah, on YouTube, you can find me at Movies with Michaela. Instagram, also Movies with Michaela. And even on Letterboxd, you'll find me at Michaela Movies. So yeah, on my channel, I just do um, movie reviews, also series reviews, um, uh, trailer reactions. I'm trying to get back into movie reactions and other fun stuff. So yeah. We will have definitely have to have uh, do a rom-com something, whether it's on Hallmark Keys or here, <laughs> uh, because now I know that you're both uh, in the sisterhood of the rom-coms. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And also check out the whole playlist of the Female Film Critics panel. I think you'll really enjoy every single discussion that we had. It's so much fun. Highlight of my month. And uh, and uh, check out the Hallmarkies podcast. Like Lots of good stuff going on there. If you listen to this on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It helps so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate that so much. We also have the Patreon group and merch store. Take a look at that. And thanks so much, ladies. This was so great. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.